It's so wonderful to, to be together and to, um, to be ready to hear the Word of God. It's, it's a privilege to hear the Word of God, isn't it? And it's even more of a privilege to preach the Word of God. And we have two privileged young people who we're so excited about preaching. We've got Mimi and Joshua, both been at the church a long time. We know them. We've got two excited mothers next to them as well who are kind of chomping at the bit as well for the message. But, but I have heard the, the sermons that they're going to bring today, and I can tell you that they are very good. So I just want to encourage you. There's, there's this verse in 1 Timothy, which is normally directed towards the young person, and it says this, Don't let anyone look down upon you because you are young but be an example uh, by what you say. And I just want to encourage you that we have a response to that verse as well as a people to not look down upon young people because they're young. But actually, we need to be hearing from the next generation coming through. We, they will have a different perspective than what we have on certain things, but they will be able to speak into situations for us. So we need to have our hearts ready. And I, as I was praying for them, I told them the other night when, when we went through the, the sermons that I just felt that... This is a moment for like the sower and the seed where we are the place that our hearts are the soil and we need to have prepared soil. We can have good soil for the seed that they're going to throw to us to take on. Now, they've chosen brave topics. They've chosen perseverance and anger to tackle. So I'm really excited. Mimi, do you want to come up first? I'm just going to go and let you go for it. Are you happy with that? Yeah. Good morning. My name is Mimi, for those who don't know me. I've been a part of Trinity since I was two, and I'll be 16 next week. I'm honoured... I am honoured to be preaching on perseverance, as the Bible teaches us through the verse... Proverbs 4, verses 25 to 27. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. Today's message is an important message as I believe God will help us have a new mindset and to help us persevere through the season we're currently in. My three points I'll be talking about are perseverance towards your goals, perseverance through struggles, and finally, the foundation of perseverance. My first point is persevering towards your goals. We're all going to have different examples of times when we've had to persevere through something to reach our goals. My goal when I was little was to be a mum, and to this day, it still is. But my current goal is to work with horses as I've adored them since a young age. What is your goal, and does it glorify God throughout? What are you working towards in life? It could be your dream job, your dream house, a family, or simply finding happiness in a situation. In Psalm 107, verse 9, it says, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. God satisfies a longing soul who is determined to do good in their life if they have faith that it's in God's will and they persevere through all that they face in their journey. The dictionary defines perseverance as 
continued effort to achieve something despite challenges or hard times. I'll repeat that. Continued effort to achieve something despite challenges or hard times. We all put continued effort into something, which is our goals, despite knowing there are going to be challenges we have to face to get there. However, God placed you on the road you're on because he knows you're capable of doing many great things on your journey as he is with you through it all. My second point is perseverance through struggles. Now that's not an easy thing to deal with. However, we all do it sometimes without even noticing. In Proverbs 4 verses 25 to 27, it says, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. It clearly states what we should be doing and how we should not be distracted by what society or the media has portrayed as acceptable as it takes you off God's road. People of faith never give up as they know having faith leads to perseverance. As they know anything else is not what God plans for his people. Are you currently persevering through something? Are you persevering something on God's path? And how are you coping with it? Are you going to God for help and for guidance? Or are you running to the media and seeing what they believe is a good coping mechanism? Perseverance can be understood in two ways, you see. First, the challenges of life, the dreams, the goals, the ambitions, and these require us to have patience, to have dedication, and to be focused. The other is to follow God all the days of our lives, to make him central to everything we do, our decisions, our goals, our dreams, and our ambitions. And if we do that, nothing will take us away from God's plan for us. My personal example of perseverance is through my disability. When I was eight months old, I was diagnosed with fetal alcohol syndrome disorder, which is caused by the mother drinking alcohol during the pregnancy, which, which affects the brain from fully developing, causing many problems. If you're not aware, I am adopted, so it was my birth not drinking, not my mum, we all know. I've been affected in certain areas in my life, at home or at school, but in many ways, God has healed me. This allowed the disability not to be as bad as the doctors were predicting, as they were very uncertain on how it was going to affect me as I grew up. With such uncertainty, SATs and GCSEs were things we weren't sure I was going to do. However, in year six, I completed my SATs, and earlier this year, I completed my GCSEs and receiving my results later this week. Despite how much I struggled in school, I persevered through it all. Earlier, I mentioned persevering through something, even if you're not aware you're doing it. I did that throughout school, and I'm glad I didn't give up because it gave me the opportunity to complete the necessary exams I needed to do to go to college to pursue my love of horses. I'm not one to go to my Bible as much as I should when things get tough, but on many occasions I just opened up my Bible as I needed God's guidance. There were two verses that stood out to me. Matthew 19 verses 26. Jesus looked at them and said, 
With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, it says, For I know the plans for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to bring you hope and a future. With God, all things are possible was my school motto, and it reminded me that I had God throughout my 12 years at school, and I was going to achieve what I needed for my future. He never had bad plans for me, but he had learning points for me to grow in my faith. My final point is the foundation of perseverance. The Bible clearly shows how we should not give up, as sometimes the hardest moments lead to the greatest moments. We must persevere through it all with God by our side as we are on his path. We must persevere in prayer, keep going and asking for what we need. God doesn't give up on us, so why are we going to give up on him? I'm not going to stand here and say I've never given up on God, because I have. I've given up because I've never had a response. But no response is a response itself. And I've learned that in my journey. We don't always know why we haven't received the answer we were looking for. But it should not throw us off our path. And we must continue to do what Proverbs 4 verses 25 says. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. We must lay our eyes on the truth and not be sidetracked by lies, which is so easily done. A biblical example of laying your eyes on the truth is through Noah. Noah was an amazing man of God. God asked him to build a boat in a desert. And if that wasn't challenging enough, it took 120 years. Now that's a long time to persevere for something. Everyone around Noah thought he was crazy for building a boat, but that didn't stop him from completing his goal. He was faithful to himself and to God. The reason is because he heard God's voice very, very clearly, and he was a man who walked with God. Are you being faithful in your ability to complete your goal with God by your side? In Colossians 3 verse 2, it says, Set your mind on things above, not earthly things. And in James 1 verses 2 to 4, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith leads to perseverance. Let perseverance finish its works so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. <coughs> Noah set his mind on God and faced many challenges along the way, but he persevered and he grew in his faith. He did not doubt God's work for him. We need to be more like Noah in our journey, not to be afraid of completing our goal despite having challenges. As inconvenient as challenges are, they're learning points, you see, to help us grow to understand the world, yourself, and God a lot better. It helps you to be more faithful and fully complete. We lack absolutely nothing when we persevere with God as he provides for all our needs. Perseverance is a necessary part of life that we all need to embrace on our journey to our goals. However, if you do not persevere, you will miss out on many great opportunities God has for you. I would like to end by praying for everyone in this room that we would all persevere through the season of our lives that we're in and to be more like Noah. Dear Jesus, you know the situation everyone is in, whether they're persevering towards their goals, their dreams and ambitions, or persevering through struggles such as mental health, work or at home. God, you know what they need to get them through it. God, I pray that you would show everyone individually 
that having faith in you is the foundation to perseverance and you are with them through their day-to-day -day lives. I pray they become more like Noah and have the strength to continue through the struggles. Your word is trustworthy and worthy of all the praise. Your word is true and your promises are faithful. When difficulties strike fear in our hearts, we know we can run into your arms for safety and for guidance. We need not to be afraid for there is nothing any human can do to us with you by our side. I pray that when challenges arise or become overwhelming, that you are the first one we go to, as you have all the answers to our needs, so we can continue to persevere. Amen. What a wonderful word, eh? They're just going to change mics. Mimi, you did so good there. Such a great word. Such wisdom beyond your years. Um, and I, I think God just wants to impart some faith to us for situations. It says in uh, Corinthians where God gives a spiritual gift of faith. And I think God just wants to gift the spirit of faith for situations. So if, that, if you want to respond to that, I want to pray for you now. But I'm just going to pray for everyone. Just, so just in your hearts, just say, okay, God, I need to take hold of that faith. Please give me that faith. So, Father, I thank you that, that you're here with us. I thank you that you promise to always be with us. I thank you that you welcome us into your presence. And we just ask now, Holy Spirit, for the gift of faith. The gift of faith to enable us to persevere in all the situations you know about, Lord. All the situations you have, Lord. I pray for the gift and the power of perseverance, Lord. I pray that you would give each individual here the gift of faith to step into tomorrow, Lord Jesus. The gift of faith to step into the, the dreams and the plans and the purposes that you have for them, Lord. I pray your power upon your people, Lord Jesus. In your precious name, Lord. Amen. Amazing. And then without further ado, the wonderful, wonderful Joshua. Come on. Good morning. Uh, my name is Joshua. I am 14 years old and have been in this church for a very long time, since May 2009. My parents are Jonathan and Christina Spivey. It is a great privilege of mine to speak today. Today, I will be speaking about anger. In recent years, I have felt more fury due to COVID-19 and lockdown, along with many other things. This preach is advice that I am also wanting to take on myself. I believe these words will move hearts and help us live a life where God is our cornerstone in times of fury. We shall go over three main points, the cost of anger, controlling anger, and what God says about anger. Firstly, let's pray. Father, I pray and declare these words will break chains and bring breakthrough. May we seek you in times of anger and leave today with a joyful heart. May we leave with a heart that is turned to you, Lord. Amen. My first point is cost of anger. The Bible is very clear about uncontrolled anger. Proverbs 15, 18, hot tempers cause arguments. When we lose control of our temper, there is no winning, only loss. Recently, an exciting clash between Chelsea and Tottenham occurred where both managers received a red card and were sent off the pitch. Tuchel, Chelsea, Chelsea manager, and Conte, um, Tottenham manager, 
clashed and had a disagreement once the game finished. It ended in a very exciting 2-2 draw that could have gone either way. Now, I could talk all day about football, but let's get back to the preach. This loss of control over their anger resulted in both of them being sent off. Even in games like football, anger only leads to loss. This applies to our life as well. When we are angry, we may lose someone's respect. We may lose friends and family. We may lose our job. There is no winner in anger. Proverbs 29, 22. An angry person causes trouble. A, a person with a quick temper sins a lot. When we let anger consume us, there is a cost. Not only are we sinning already, but this sin leads to arguments, leads to hurt, leads to mistakes. Anger is a downward spiral where you only ever lose. Here's a scenario. Imagine I've just got in a massive argument with my friend over a simple thing like cheating in a game of Uno. Something I would definitely never do, by the way. But in this imaginary scene, I was so furious that I got up, walked outside with the sudden urge to take my violence out on someone. I see someone who I had recently clashed with and got in a massive argument with, and I struck a punch to their face, bam. This would not only lead to loss of respect, hurt, but also time in jail. However, what if we, 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 what if we rewind time and reflect on Jesus through my actions to show love and humility? Instead, I could walk to a separate room and pray for God's peace over my anger. There is always a price for getting angry, but there's no consequence for loving, forgiving, and repenting to the Lord for your anger. Before we get angry, let's ask ourselves: do I want to sin more? Do I want to give in to temptation? Is this really the way of the Lord? My next point is controlling anger. Proverbs 14, 29. People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. I don't know how you all control your anger, but I have some funny ways to deal with it. Many of you may know that I like to play chess. Believe it or not, chess is one of my coping mechanisms when overwhelmed with fury. My excessive playing of chess has helped me to be better than Nathan Dieppe. <laughs> Sometimes I just need to take a breather and relax myself when I'm feeling tense and of uneasiness stirring up inside me. At other times, I feel restless and scream or punch my pillow. I would like to officially apologise to my pillow for all the times that I've hurt it in these recent years. However, none of these methods are as powerful as when we turn to the Lord. He is our lighthouse in a storm. He is our cornerstone when in times of need. He is our foundation that we rely to build our life upon. When we don't lean on God, we remain stuck in the same position. Proverbs 19, 11. A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offence. When we are hurt, we have a choice between anger or love. Yes, anger may be tempting. Yes, it may feel nice to resolve to anger. Yes, anger may appear to be satisfying, but anger only leads to more anger, which leads to hurt and sin. Instead, 
we can respond wisely and channel our anger into love and kindness, overlooking an offence and using our anger to reflect the love of Jesus Christ. Here's a passage that many of you may recognise, 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. To cope with anger, we need to, re we need to reply with God's love. We need to be patient, kind, loving, and not show arrogance or rudeness. When angry, we need to turn to the Lord. This is difficult, and I can tell you, I don't often do this myself, but ultimately, God is our only resolution when we are angry. So when we get angry, let's ask ourselves, am I reflecting the Lord through my actions? Am I really reflecting the Lord through my actions? My next point is, what does God say about anger? Proverbs 4, verse 16 to 19. For evil people can't sleep until they've done their evil deed for the day. They can't rest until they've caused someone to stumble. They eat the food of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter until the full light of day. The way of the wicked is like total darkness. They have no idea what they are stumbling over. In this passage, anger is compared to things that can corrupt the human mind. Wine, which leads to hurt, addiction, and loss of control over yourself. Anger is the exact same. It hurts, it kills, and it makes you behave in ways that you would never, ever have done before. The path out of anger is compared to the first gleam of dawn, which shines only which only ever gets greater. Jesus is that light when we are angry, hurt and in pain. However, when we are furious, we are in the dark under Satan's control. James 1:19 says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. This was not a command to never feel angry. Anger is a human emotion that everyone can experience. However, the instructions here makes it clear that we can learn to control our anger and slow down our responses when we are angry. God's way to deal with anger is to be slow, it is to be slow to anger. Our anger does not reflect God's love. Our anger only reflects pain and sickness. However, being patient and slow to anger gives us time to reevaluate our fury and make wiser decisions. So before we get angry, let's, let's ask ourselves, what would God say? What would God do? I would like to ask those who feel like this relates to them in any way to open their hearts and as a congregation, may we all pray. Father God, May we stay calm when overwhelmed with fury. May we turn to you in times of need. May we reflect your love through us, Lord. Bring peace to my mind and my heart when I feel angry. May we be slow to anger, be patient when angry, and turn to you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you are our lighthouse in a storm. You are our cornerstone in times of need. You are our foundation to build our life upon 
Thank you, God, that when we are angry and at our lowest point, that, Lord, you are still there with us and still love us. Thank you, God, for your help when we are angry. Amen. Come on. Such a good word. Joshua, thank you so much. Thank you for giving us that word, the word of God. And I think he's right. I think Joshua said something at the very beginning where he said COVID is coming out the back of COVID. There's more anger around. And I think I notice it around me. You know, you see people arguing and it flaring up out of nothing quite quickly now. I know in my own self, <laughs> it can really flare up in me a lot quicker than it used to. And I think that is a... Um, a process of coming out of the back of COVID. Um, there's been huge change around us and, and huge pressure on us, hasn't there, so as a nation. But, but that's a, a really pertinent word, Joshua, thank you. Really helpful, Mimi. And I think it'd just be helpful now. The band will come up, but if there's a couple of people around you, um, just to pray, you don't have to share. <laughs> yeah, I'm really angry all the time. <laughs> but just to, to get with two or three people and just pray for perseverance and peace in their lives, and the ability to step beyond the anger that they feel sometimes. Yeah? So just get with two or three people, uh, pray for each other, and then Manuela will come up with a band and... and um, oh, you could come up and pray.